It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and uh, Brady and Sean Misko is going to join us. We're going to talk Richmond football today as we continue our trek into the football season, and it's uh, getting here sooner than you think, and it's exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, what, we're about two weeks away from camp opening, I think? It's either two, like 14, 15 days from when this will air. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, the really fun part, and you start you, a few more seven-on-sevens. You just get that that feel in the air, and, yeah, it's, it's one of the best parts of the year. And I'm excited to talk about Richmond football because they've had a, a down couple of years, but I think they have a good young core ready to try to bounce back because Richmond is traditionally one of those teams in the BWAC that's always fighting for a title. And I think there's a chance they can get back there this year. Yeah, and uh, the, again, they have a, a kid that we've been excited about for a couple of years in Anthony Benetti. Uh, and uh, they have a few other players. We're, we're maybe hoping for a breakout season, right. too, from Trey Graham. Uh, another kid that we've actually, you know, we've been talking right. for a couple of seasons. These are guys to watch. You've seen flashes from them, yep. but if you can get them for nine weeks – Clicking on all cylinders, watch out. But let's not waste any time. Let's bring Coach Misko on after the break. All right. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville mattress king has been locally has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years with locations in port huron richmond lapeer chesterfield and hall road they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs mattress king carries all the top brands such as serta stearns and foster sealy eye comfort and tempurpedic not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king frantic water conditioning your authorized independent Connecticut dealer wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water it's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at the sink filtering systems call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit the best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Kinetico. Call us at 800 848 
Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carryout. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and we're uh, joined uh, today on the podcast by Richmond football coach Sean Misko. Uh, Again, we we talked about this uh, a little bit with some of the other guys that we've had on so far, but... Uh, one of the more seasoned coaches in the BWAC these <laughs> <Right>. days. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, we just had Coach Grunman on, and he had he had obviously experience at Crosslex, so he's been around a while. You have been, you were co head coach before you were now sole head coach, so you are, I guess, one of the elder statesmen in the BWAC. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's been quite a bit of turnover in the conference uh, in the last five six years, which has been, you know, definitely something, and. Uh, you know, to consider myself one of the old guys is not something I was ready to do. So, well, for I guess first, thanks for coming on, and we appreciate you doing this. It's it's always fun to talk Richmond football. Uh, last season, you got off to a good start. You were three and two, went on that skid at the end of the year, lost a heartbreaker to Clintondale, where if you win, who knows how the playoff points fall in that regard, but. You've been very excited how the kids have bounced back in the offseason and the effort they've put in. Talk a little about those kids and what you've done since that last whistle. Um, you know, so some of the big things that uh, have been really, really excellent for us to see is, you know, we had a, a ton of winter warriors, you know, a lot of guys that, you know, it, it didn't take more than a week to see big-time dedication, you know, whether it was on, you know, the wrestling mat, the basketball court, in the weight room, you know, we had guys kind of all over the place putting in a lot of hours. And, uh, you know, it didn't take very long. Uh, you know, I think January, February, we already saw tremendous growth in a, in a lot of the younger guys. Um, you know, the spring was fantastic for us. And then, you know, our summer numbers, you know, we, we have just under 500 kids in the high school. And, you know, we averaged over 50 kids a day, you know, for the summertime, which is four days a week. And, you know, I, I was like, guys, that's Numbers like that don't lie, right? That, right. That, that's that's good commitment, and that's a lot of kids with uh, you know their eyes uh, on the prize. Uh, and and that's that's good news uh, coming out of Richmond, which again, 
pretty much since the BWAC started, Richmond's been one of those teams. So we're kind of not used to the last couple of years where you've been more in the, the middle of the pack. Like, you, you, you still win games. You've still been making the playoffs. I mean, last year was the first time you missed in 10 years. So you're still getting things done. But how do you get it up that next gear to back to what we're used to? Yeah, no, I think the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, trying to, one, you know, make sure that we have the commitment that we've had, which right. is, you know, check mark there. And then the big thing is, is getting kids to believe that, you know, everything that they've done has put them farther ahead. You know, you got to really get the kids to buy into, okay, well, I've taken that step, right? I've, I've increased my, my squat max right. or my bench max. And like, now I am the man, right? Like, Building that mindset and trying to reinforce that idea that, you know, like I'm not going to get pushed around, right, that's kind of the big, big step for us. And and we're really hoping that, you know, through the team camp that we're going to next week and then through, you know, the first couple weeks of practice into St. Clair, we can really, really kind of establish the fact that we want to be a physical football team. So you talked about belief, and I think something that gets lost, especially on people that aren't in the high school and just go on tradition. And it happens in college too, is people go, Oh, it's Richmond. It should, it should be going well, made the playoffs forever. And we've had these winning seasons, but for the kids in the high school to get that belief, if you look at someone who's a senior now, it has not been the best stretch for them. How do you get that belief back? Because Richmond does have a rich tradition, but for some of those kids, I mean, you look at other programs, it can be a quick turnaround. Heck, I think there's still people walking around Marysville that think it's 1992 still. Yeah. But how do you get that tradition back or just restart and regain that confidence and culture? Well, um, you know, I think some of the biggest things is, you know, number one is engaging in competition. Right. Right. So, you know, we were able, fortunate enough to get invited over to that Stony Creek Big Man Challenge a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And uh, so the kids got to see firsthand, you know, what some of the linemen from the area and around the state looked like, you know, and, and, and we held our own in, in that in that competition, which was a big, big step, you know, because sometimes it's hard for, you know, kids to really uh, quantify the gains that they've made. Right. Right. And so, you know, when they're, you know, competing in the sled push and when they're competing in these Atlas Stone challenges and tire flip challenges and they're realizing that, hey, I'm right there, right, well, the next step is, you know, trying to make sure we get to that scrimmage on the 17th and say, look, we're going to punch these teams in the mouth, right? right? And we're going to show that, you know, we're ready to go, right? And, uh, you know, outside of that, you know, all you can really do is keep trying to remind kids, like, hey, you've grown, you've put in the time, mm-hmm. you know, you've done this, you know, and it's, it's, you know, not saying inflate their ego per se, but, you know, there there is some amount of ego to successful pro- uh, programs, right? So, that's yeah, swagger to you. Yeah, right. Swagger's a good word for it. But, like, yeah, confidence is huge in sports, and it seems like it's really easy to lose confidence and a lot tougher to get it back. What, what's something that, that, as a coach, you can help a, a player and a student kind of get their confidence back? Yeah, well, um, so, you know, from, uh, from a teacher perspective, right. right, one of the things we say is toss them some softballs, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, as a math teacher, it's just – hey, here's an example that I know this kid can get. Right. Right? Let's let him hit it out of the park in front of his peers, you know. And so on the football field, it kind of is that same kind of deal, right? You you introduce some situations where you feel like the kid's going to excel, right? And when they excel in those situations, you pump it up, right? You, 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 you know, get excitement. You make the kid understand, like, hey, man, you made a great play right there. Let's, 
Let's jump this right. up a level, right? And then hopefully you can scale everything appropriately, right? And then as long as you can do that and practice and generate some success there, right, hopefully you can translate it over to the, the field. And I think the the bottom line with all that is winning just helps get that done. I mean, you go out, you start off 2-0, and you get wins over, say, St. Clair and Crosslex. I mean, simply put, there's no better way to get confidence than getting the results. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean uh, – you know, St. Clair, obviously, you know, uh, I know James Bishop over there, he's, he's a tremendous coach. Um, you know, that game last year was, it was a defensive fist fight for sure. Um, you know, and this year, I honestly, I don't expect it to be that different. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, they got a lot of big guys. Um, they got some, you know, their defense last year was, was a handful for us. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, obviously spread the ball out a little bit better and, you know, take advantage of some things. But, and then, of course, going into Croswell, you know, they've kind of been our Achilles heel for the last three, four years now, right? right? And just seeing them week two every season has been kind of a pain, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, but if we can get out on the right track and, and you know, because I know um, they got their new new coach, new staff over there. And, uh, you know, I've heard he's been doing some great things. But, you know, obviously with change, there's opportunity. And, you know, the, hopefully the kids are excited and ready to get after it. Well, I love this week one matchup with St. Clair for a, a couple of reasons. One, I think it's a natural rivalry and, and there's a, there's a love hate going on between <laughs> the two sides. A little more of the latter, but, but, but besides that, like I, I, I kind of put St. Clair in the same spot that you guys are, are, are at where people are questioning what team are we going to get this year? And I think you both need to win the game <laughs> and that makes it more exciting. Like, like for, neither for one of you wants observer. to. Yeah, neither one of you wants to start zero and one for all the obvious reasons. But there's more an internal, more of a mental thing where we got to get this one and get off to a one and zero start. Absolutely, you know, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, the natural rivalry is is something you know. It's it's funny because watching it evolve over the years, you know, I never considered you know St. Clair rival back in the you know early two thousands right. or even the two thousand tens. But you know, over the last seven eight years. The amount of times that we've competed with St. Clair, you know, in basketball and baseball and now in football, you know, there's definitely some some heat between the kids, um, you know, and uh, so definitely um, a big task for us. And, and, and we're excited to take it on because, you know, I agree. I think getting off to that one and all star is a big, big deal. It's almost like it's such a good rivalry. It should be a conference game. Oh, yeah, there we go. check that off the bingo card. You didn't card. even wait till the third No, second. I didn't. Well, he it, it naturally <laughs> came up. I mean, I'm not going to beat it to death. We're not going to belabor the point, but it should be a damn conference game. It just makes sense. You're 10 minutes from each other, and you just talked about how competitive you are. Imagine this being for a BWAC title. Be a fun game. That's all I'm saying. It would be. Do you, I'm not do you, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. Do you want St. Clair? Would you want to be in a league with St. Clair? I mean, you, you're our guest. You're the one we should yeah. be talking to. No, I, I would absolutely love for, you know, St. Clair, Marysville, shoot, even Marine City. You know, like, I would love to see the BWAC expand. I'd love to see it put in divisions. You know, um, you know one, one of the coolest things, you know, that I see in high school sports is having that Week 8 be open for a divisional crossover championships-type right. game. I think that's a really cool setting, um, you know, and it allows for kids to – you know, win, like have that real feel of, right. well, hey, I'm an East champion or a West champion or North-South, right. and I'm trying to win the whole the whole deal. And I think that'd be a really cool environment for high schoolers. Well, just talking about the BWAC in general, it's, it's I think it's such a competitive league because so many of these programs have those expectations and are saying the same things we're saying about 
Richmond right now is in Almont. They're saying, all right, we have to reload. Armada's trying to stay up top. North Branch, new coach like Cross Lex, trying to stay near the top. And then you have the the ones that ha- haven't had the success, like Yale. They're banging on the door. They're trying to establish themselves. There's only so much room on the mountaintop, and you know that you're going to have six programs at any one time trying to knock each other off. Yeah, no, it's um, it's unbelievably competitive, right? So, uh, you know, one of the things I, I tell people, because I, I have coaches, you know, that are friends of mine all around the state, and, you know, they constantly question, well, what's the BWAC? You know, what are you guys doing over there? And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I always tell people, it, guys, it's a fist fight, right? It, fe- it feels like a, a seven-week straight fist fight, and uh, – you know, it's one of those things where in this conference, if you don't bring it every Friday, right, like you can get tuned up in a hurry. Right. And, you know, and it doesn't really matter what team it is, right? Like I've seen, you know, every layer of the team come to come to battle, right? Even a couple of years ago, um, you know, in 2019, we were a great football team. And Elma, or not Elma, uh, Elginac, they gave us fits for, you know, three quarters, right? And they fought us tooth and right. nail to the very, very end. And, uh you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you make sure that you're doing the absolute best, everything you can to make sure you're prepared each week. And hopefully you can survive, uh, survive injuries and, you know, be healthy. And that's a big key. Be ready to go to war. Yeah, there was uh, you did the MLA City game a couple of years. Oh, ago yeah. That where you, yeah. It's, and it's like they just wouldn't go away yeah. against you guys. Right. In week yep. two. That was another one where it just felt like. Every lady luck, every god was against you that <laughs> night, and they and you still somehow pulled off a win. But yeah, that was an MLA City team that, you know, probably you play that game again. It's not that close, but they they had some really scrappy players and just wouldn't go away. Oh yeah, no, and it was just, and it was kind of the perfect storm, right? They were a senior laden team that right. wanted to get their you know names on the map, so to speak, and and. Uh, I think, if I recall, we had six turnovers that game. Yeah. Which, you know, the very next day, my D coordinator came to practice and said, you know, it's like a 0.3% <laughs> like win rate when you have six turnovers. And and I was like, well, we got it that time, right? So, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. That, that it was, was the we important. Were one for one this week. So, uh, Dennis, I think we're t- due for a break, but uh, I think we want to talk about some of the actual guys we'll see in a Blue Devil uniform this fall because there's been some – some old faces we'll see that still have a lot of time left, but I think Richmond's going to have some dudes on the field in the fall. All right, we'll talk about those guys next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port here in Michigan. 
Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City. Call 800 964 Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady along with uh, Coach Sean Misko from uh, Richmond. Uh, let's talk about the Richmond Blue Devils. Let's talk about some of the uh, the guys on your roster who you think are going to make a difference for you this year. Um, you know, well, Brady alluded to a couple uh, right before the last break there. Um, you know, we got two three-year returning starters uh, with Anthony Benetti at quarterback, you know, and Trey Graham uh, at receiver for us. Uh, both those guys have grown tremendously, you know, over the years. And, you know, a good good part of that is because, you know, that their freshman year, I kind of just said, you know what, you got talent and I think you can handle it. And right. we, we threw them in there right out right away. And, uh, you know, they had some production as freshmen, which is great. Um, last year, you know, some of the other issues we ran into, what, not necessarily of their doing, but, you know, like we, we, we had some struggles on the offensive line. We had some defensive struggles as a whole. You know what I mean? Um, that's, uh, a bad, it's, that's a bad injury luck. Right. So, yeah, some, some, some injuries right out the gate, which were, you know, awfully, awfully uh, painful for us. But, uh, 
you know, like they still, you know, managed to get some production last year. And, you know, the, the amount of work that those two guys have put in, you know, in the off season is unbelievable. Um, you know, so, you know, Anthony's up a good 20, 25 pounds um, since last season. You know, Trey's up a good 20 pounds. His, his, his lifts are all through the roof compared to what they mm-hmm. were last year. Um, so his durability is going to be phenomenal, which is great. Um, and then, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, work he's put in with specialty coaches, you know, right. his, his receiving staff and, and, and doing some extra seven-on-seven seven work in the spring and summer, you know, on his own outside of what we're doing as a team, you know, it's really, really, you know, propped up his, his individual development. Yeah, you know, it's tough, too, because he's a quarterback, so everybody's going to look at him. You're not winning. Oh, it's the quarterback. Well, he can have the greatest arm in the world or he could be the quickest guy in the world, but if you can't pass block for him and if the receivers can't run the routes quick enough and catch the ball when it's delivered, you know, the, the quarterback's numbers might not look great, but that might not be because it's the quarterback. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. It's, and it's one of those things that, you know, in, in, in honestly, I don't remember a year where it hasn't been brought up where, you know, I, I have to explain or I've had other coaches ahead of me explain like guys, like being a quarterback, it can be really fun, right? And it can be horrible. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just there's times where you want to put the team on your shoulders, and the setting just doesn't allow it. You know what I mean? So um, we're really really excited because this year we have, you know, our offensive line is far and away the best it's been in years. Um, you know, so we're really really, you know, high on those guys uh, and what they're going to be able to produce. Uh, you know, we got our, our starting tailback from last year is, is back. Um, you know, he had a great season for us last year. And then, um, you know, we've got some, some newcomers uh, this year that, you know, have a lot of athletic prowess. And, you know, so we're excited about seeing seeing what they can do as well. Well, I think having an offensive line, especially in a league like the BWAC, is just so vital because – a good offensive line can make an all right running back look really solid, and a bad one can make a good running back just look pedestrian. You, I'm sure you know, being a former ball carrier yourself, that if you got some big boys in front of you, that makes your life a whole lot easier. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I was a uh, a product of you know <laughs> one of those lines that you know got some really really great production. You know, and mm. it's it's one of those things where. You know, you're telling kids, well, listen, guys, it's easy to get a thousand yards when you got a four yard hole. Right. You know what I mean? Every single play, it seemed like, where, you know, sometimes in the past few seasons, we've had to try to, you know, uh, fit through less than a Mack truck. Right. At times. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do the old Barry Sanders where you're two yards in the backfield already making guy have to make guys miss. Absolutely. Yep. And we could see, uh, I'll use Seligan as, as an example, when you did get him a hole. Oh, yeah. He'd run through it and hit another gear, and he'd run all the way down the field for you. 100%. You know, and and, and that's one of those things because, you know, one of the funny things that we did uh, this winter um, is, you know, I had some sessions with a lot of our younger guys, and I was showing them some game film and trying to make them understand, you know, or at least give them some perspective, right, of why things happen the way they do, right? And so, you know, I found uh, six of Denny's touchdown runs where the blocking was wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's like guys like this is what having a second gear does for you. Right. Right? Like this this play is blocked wrong. This linebacker is fitting perfectly and, and Denny's just faster. Right. Right? Like that's just one of those things like when you're athletic and you can do those special special things, right? It can make up for, you know, some 
errors in your you know, team chemistry. Well, I think we <laughs> talked about it the other day when I was at the 7-on-7 seven seven in Richmond. You can coach all you want. You can draw any scheme up. But it comes down to how many dudes do you have and what can they do. And they can make you look like a pretty smart coach. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, there's definitely circumstances where, you know, you can take, uh, you know, a, young, uh, a younger guy or a lesser guy and you can develop them, right? Because obviously the sign of a good coach, right, is is taking your, you know, C plus, B minus players and right. trying to elevate them into that, you know, A minus range, right? right. That, that's the goal of any coach. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you really, really need your, you know, B plus, A minus guys to be as productive as possible, right? That's that's the key to success. Uh, especially in, in the BWAC, I think we were talking with Garrett Grunman, uh, talking about in the BWAC, you got to play big because uh, the, the, the top part of the BWAC, those teams are big. They've got size, so you got to muscle up. You got to get the kids to commit. They got to do the workouts and hit the weights. But even if you're not bigger than the other guy, you got to play big. Oh, yeah. No, there's, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we preach quite a bit is, you know, sticking your nose in there, right? Like, you might not be the biggest dog at the bowl, right? But you, you better find a way to get in there, right? right? Or you're going to die, right? And so, you know, luckily we – this year, especially, you know, I can think of six or seven guys off the top of my head that are eager to get their nose in there, right? And, uh, you know, one of them uh, starting D-tackle for us last year, right? He, uh, you know, technique-wise, he's still got some things to, to do. His strength is phenomenal. Um, you know, his athletic development's been great. And the biggest thing for me is he could look at a 350-pound O-lineman and he wouldn't care. Right. Right? He's, he's going to fight that guy. And that's the kind of kids, right, when you have that kind of mentality where you're ready to go to war no matter who's across from you, right, that's, that's when you can really make strides. And those are the things you can't coach into a kid that you can teach technique, you can get someone stronger, you can maximize someone's speed as best they can. But you can't teach that, that I guess, the red ass in them, the dog in them that want to and – yeah, it makes it a lot easier when you get that fearless factor in a player. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Because I, I, I can still remember, uh, you know, two years ago, um, you know, so the kid I'm, I'm talking about, his name's Ben Wilkie. Right. Um, you know, and all the kids, like, as soon as they hear his name, they all know. It's like, well, don't don't get hit by Ben. Right. Right, because Ben, ben <laughs> hits like a truck, you know. And uh, so, like, his freshman year, he came out uh, for football as a first-year guy, you know, and uh, – he just started hitting people. You know what I mean? He was just hitting hard. And I uh, didn't really know what was going on at first, but he found a way to get to the football, and he right. found a way to make make his name be heard. And then last year against St. Clair, I started him out on JV, and I think he blocked three punts and had four sacks <laughs> against St. Clair's JV team. And I was like, okay, that's that's it. You're like, you're, right. up, you're up with us. You know what I mean? And so, and he had he had a phenomenal season for us last year. And, you know, this, this year he's only going to be a junior, right? So, you know, still <laughs> plenty of time for him to make a name for himself. Now, I don't want to put undue pressure on anybody, but you've got one of those kids where I just feel like, Coach, whatever you decide to do with him, and I don't know how you're going to use Trey, but he could play offense, he could play defense, he could play special teams, and he can make an impact anywhere you put him and any way you use him. Oh, yeah. No, Trey is uh, – I'm going to use the word volatile, right? Like, he's he's one of those kids where – um, his his fast twitch is unparalleled, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, like he's over at the the Wayne State camp, and there's six hundred some odd kids, and his L drill is number one. Right. You know what I mean? Like his shiftiness is is outstanding. His hands have gotten way way better. Right. His route running is outstanding. So we're definitely going to be keeping him on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, but I would be shocked if he doesn't tally up. You know, at least a couple kick or punt returns this year too. Right. Um, you know, so whether it's wide receiver, whether it's slot, whether it's a tail at times, right? Like he's gonna make an impact somehow. Right? Yeah, he's gonna be the gadget guy, gets to go a little nerdy, kinda like I, I I would imagine it's gonna be kinda like how Debo Samuels used with the 49ers where sometimes he's here, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's out here, and we're gonna move him around so you have to pay attention to where Trey Graham is at all times. That's exactly how we're approaching it this mm-hmm. season. Yep. So, offense is great, and obviously you need to score to win, but if you look at your games last year, when your defense showed up, that's when you got your wins. Against St. Clair, U Prep, and MLA City, you gave up a combined six points, and that's when you were successful. Talk about what the Richmond Blue Devil defense is going to look like this year. So, uh, the big thing defensively is our D-line is going to be the biggest it's been, mm-hmm. right, in, in my time uh, since, since 2019. And, uh, you know, so we have a couple D-tackles. That are, are just big dudes. Um, you know, we got two DNs off the top of my head that are just, you know, one's benching 385 pounds, right? That's a so, lot of weight. You know what I mean? That's It's a big kid, right? And so that's something, you know, like last the past few seasons, we've had some, some D linemen that were really, really good athletes, right? Like that could, you know, get after a quarterback in a hurry, mm-hmm. right? Our issue was could we squeeze down a tackle, Right and let our linebackers come up and make run plays. Right, right. And uh, this is the first line that I really feel like we're going to be able to do a great job in that regard. In you know not letting offensive linemen free release, you know, to mm-hmm. our to our linebackers. And uh, you know we got a um, three year starter in Joe Simmons coming back at linebacker. Um, you know our, our our team player of the year, uh, Connor Bergeon is going to be playing outside linebacker for us this year. Um, you know, the Mike Backer position is one for us that's a little bit up in the air right now. We got, you know, three guys that are competing pretty hard uh, pretty much since May, you know, <laughs> trying because they all want it real right. bad. Um, you know, and, and honestly, all three of them are capable of playing it. You know, it's really just going to come down to, you know, I think really that first scrimmage is is who can show us, you know what I mean? Because, you know, seven on sevens, it is what it is, right? You can, you can drop a mic into coverage and you can right. – you know, okay, you can flow around. It's one dimension. Pick up some crossers or something, right? But, you know, can you jam up an A and a B? You know what I mean? Can you get downhill on the snap of the ball? Can you shed a lineman? Right. You know what I mean? Like, those are the, the qualities of the mic that we're looking for. And, you know, one of these three guys will show us what he's got. You know, this is the only coach in the area that, that we'll bring in for an interview, and I got to go – How's the kicking game? Because <laughs> <laughs> Richmond has had something special going on for a little while here. Yeah, no, um, and that uh, that train's going to keep on rolling. Uh, you know, Colton Bartels, uh, arguably right on par, right, if not better than what Drew Matty Unis was last year, and that was um, pretty good. And that was yeah, pretty good, sensational. Yeah, you know, so uh, he's a guy he puts in. Another like, gosh, if I had to guess, I bet he did twenty or twenty-five sessions this this spring and summer with you know kicking coaches and right. and uh, you know individual development, and he he's just smashing the football right now. And one of the really really nice things for us is he's actually uh, picked up punting too, right? That so helps. you know, so Drew, great kicker, 
was never really interested in the punting part of it, you know. And so with with Colton, you know, being a a, a punter and a kicker, that's tremendously helpful. And on top of it, he's our backup quarterback right now, right? And he wants to, you know, really really push and 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 right. you know make his way into that conversation too. Well, so. and that's a point that people that maybe aren't super familiar with special teams don't understand. They think, oh, it's kicking. No. A kicking on a tee or field goal is a completely different skill set than punting a football. So you can get a guy that bombs kickoffs through the end zone, can't punt worth a lick. So if you can get a guy that does both, that makes your life and your defensive coordinator's life so much easier on Friday nights. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, and, and, and seeing some of the punts, I mean, I'm – I'd be remiss if I it's it's D one hang time right? right on some of these punts that he's that he's launching out there and uh, like that's that's a huge huge deal right and and shoot last year on the JV I think he had fifteen or sixteen recovered onsides like he, he's seriously yeah, oh yeah he he perfect like he can put it right you know what I mean like Colton's the kind of kid I could put a little web of of buckets out there right and he'd find a way to get that ball. <laughs> Like he's he, his placement is phenomenal. Like his power has grown and improved, but control of the football is a big deal for him. I mean, we see it all the time, Bray. All season long, every week we see a game that if somebody could have just kicked an extra point right. or made their extra points in the game, they're going to win the football game. Right. And, and they oh, we lost by two. You missed all three of your kicks. And, yeah. then you don't and it's have, hard to make a two point conversion. Right. And you don't have to worry about going for two. And if you get inside the thirty. You can settle for three if you need to instead of trying to go for a fourth and eight and you know, all right, this is kind of a prayer. Oh, yeah. No, that's um, – the word invaluable comes to mind when I think about field goals, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, I don't know how many teams even attempt them that often, to be fair, right? And so, like, last year I think we hit 12 or 13 field goals, which I, I don't know what the other team's stats were, but they ha- it had to be up there in terms of completed field goals. Well, and how many times do we see a team come into town and they don't even have a kicker? They're either onside or squib every time. They're going for two, and that can just put you behind the eight ball. Yes, it, obviously, if you gamble that much, you're going to have games where it hits and it works out well. well you, but you, you see games, uh, how did it get to be 61 to 41? Well, because everybody's starting their drive at midfield. Right, right, 100%. Yeah, no, and seeing the squib kicks, you know, that one always baffles me, right, because – you know, and I get it, right? The kid that that you know, if that's the best kid you got, has got to squib it down there. Like right. that's fine, but man, putting the ball in the hands of a returner that fast seems awfully dangerous to me. You right. know, like in my experience, I've always, if I didn't have a kid to get the end zone, I'm at least going to do one of those, you know, thirty yard chip shots. Right, at least get know? it up in right. the air and, and give your your kickoff team time to cover. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. But yeah, putting it through the end zone every time or at least getting it close because in high school you don't get the option to take it. It crosses the goal line, right? It's, oh yeah. No, it's, yeah, all, it's automatic. It's, it's, it's done. done. So you can do that. It's pretty you look at the chart where drive start and the percentage that are touchdowns, starting between like the twenty and the thirty, yeah, it's not a high percentage that end in scores. Oh absolutely. No, it's a it's a tremendous weapon for sure. All right, uh, we'll take a, a break here, and we'll come back. We've got lots more to talk with uh, Coach Sean Misko from Richmond here on the show today. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 8 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and Brady along with uh, Coach Misko from uh, Richmond. Uh, let, let's get into the BWAC schedule. The first thing is you don't have to go out at the last second and look for a game this year. <laughs> Elkanak is back, and so just from a scheduling standpoint, it's good to have the Muskrats back. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, it's uh, that was quite the experience, um, you know, because like we didn't uh, we didn't schedule U prep until that Sunday, right before you know, and it was and it was through a completely random 
happenstance of, of tweets and texts. Right. And how I got their roster. Yeah. yeah right. and, you know, and somehow, <laughs> you know, the coach finally got in touch with me that Sunday night and said, Coach, did you want to play? And I was like, Yes, I absolutely want to play. You know, because I just don't want to take a week off. You know, it's I, I don't like that that situation, and and I'm really really uh, happy that Algonax, you know, on the right track and uh, has the numbers ready to, to move forward with varsity. Yeah. Well, we talked about St. Clair, and we talked about week two. You got to go up to to Crosslex, so you get two big games to start the season. Then uh, Algonac is in there, and then Yale. Really interested to see Richmond and Yale and see. Who, where you guys are, be, 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 because you know that that that's an interesting game because because I see you as similar teams trying to get the same goal here. Oh yeah, no, um, you know, first Garrett's done a tremendous job. Um, you know, seeing that team improve over the past few years is is uh, been phenomenal, and uh, you know, it's uh, make it definitely making it something that's been on our radar for a while, right? You know, because obviously last year, you know, losing to them um, stung pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I, I can't fault – they came ready to play, right? They, they, they came out there and, and they were uh, 100 miles an hour right out the gate. And, you know, I expect nothing less this year. And I know that, uh, you know, both of us are, you know, of the same mindset that, uh, you know, we really, really, really want to push our programs – you know, towards the top of that uh, that BWAC mountain there. Yeah. I'll, if you want to play leapfrog with the top of the pack, this is a game you got to get. Oh well, yeah. 100%. And all things equal, is Yale Park the worst place to go to play to as a road team? Um, you know, it's I get torn. Um, if I had to say, in the BWAC, my least favorite place to play is probably Emily City. Um, you know, but then really, but then in a very very close second, it's Yale. Because <laughs> it's it, it is just different and yeah it's it's just something that you got something else you have to worry about that it's not a traditional setup i mean i don't think there's an easy place to play in the BWAC by any means and a lot of it has to do with just how good the team is but yeah i just dennis especially does not have the biggest affinity for yale park as a no i just as a broadcaster it's it's a nightmare because it's you know we need today's day and age you need internet it's hard to get it in there sure it's the, the press box is not designed to have people in there doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what it's like down on the field. Like, I'm sure the, the playing surface is fine. You know, the games that I have done from there have all been fantastic. They've gone right down to the wire. It always seems to be an exciting place. I just don't like it. Yeah, no. It's I, dark. For, for me, or one, of the, one of the biggest things is, is, like, when I go there, I just, I just don't feel like you're – you're giving the the game the uh, the presentation that it's due. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't feel like I'm in a stadium. I don't feel like you know the, the yeah. I feel like it's 1923. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that that's exactly where I am. So, and all right. So back to your schedule. You look at it, and well, you're gonna have Murderers Row at the end, perhaps because there's a lot of question marks in the BWAC this year. But if you go by the last couple years. North Branch, Almont, Armada to finish out league play. You're going to have to get some ice packs ready in between because those are going to be three physical weeks. Right. No, that's – um, it's definitely uh, pull-your-boots-up time, right, when you get into those three games. And uh, a big point of the emphasis for us in the offseason has been, you know, training our bodies, you know, like the amount of shoulder work that we've done, 
right. um, in the past four months. You know, the kids are like, Coach, we're doing shoulders again. I'm like, yeah, yes, guys. Like, we got to build these things up because, like, especially, you know, not only are you playing, you know, three of your more physical games of the season, but it's already at the end, right? So you're, you're talking about being in week 10 of hitting, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. going against three teams that want to hit harder. Right, that, so, that's their identity, basically. Yeah, you know, and so, um, you know, and again, like you said, it is up in the air. Like, we're not 100% certain what each team brings to the table this year, um, as, you know, all three of them did have, you know, very good uh, senior classes last year. But, you know, based on, you know, what I've seen with, you know, at least with um, with Kyle and James, like I know that, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have their teams ready to go. Um, everything I've heard about the new guy at uh, – at uh, North Branch, like same boat, like he's he's gonna have his guys ready to go. So you know, I don't expect it to be any different from years past in terms of you know how physical and competitive they want to play. Yeah, it's it's easy to say, oh, this team lost a bunch of players, but you don't know who's coming back, uh, and you don't know how the guys who were there last year in secondary roles are gonna do now that they're a leader. Right. No, there definitely definitely a lot of variables. Right. I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen both sides of it, right, where, you know, there's been tremendous senior classes and then the next group wasn't ready to hold the torch, right? right? And then I've seen the the, the latter, right, where, you know, a, a senior class moves on and the next guys are hungry to show that they're supposed to be the guy. Right, they're, they're tired of hearing about how all, all those guys left. So, and the other thing is, with the BWAC, you do get familiar with everyone. Having two new coaches, and especially Cross-Lex for you week two, Kind of a, a wild card. You're you're not sure what to expect with that, right? Oh no, that's it's intriguing to say the least, right? Because you know, obviously, if if there is a change, right, in your week five, six, or seven game, right, with the way the BWAC works with trading film, mm. like odds are, I've seen five games of each of those teams already anyway, right? You know what I mean? So, um, Croslex is definitely the one where I'm the most. I guess I'd say the word is anxious, right? Right. I, I just don't know. Like, is he going to, you know, look at what, you know, Mike did last season and try to mirror that? Is he going to make a bunch of changes? Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's every coach's identity, right? Is he going to really stick his name on it and make it his? Or is he going to, you know, kind of – Right, and I don't then, know if you're going to spread the field or right. see the wishbone. Right. <laughs> right. What What did he do just because of Swan Valley, or what does he do because that's his system? Like that's that's something that I guess is tough anytime there's a new coach anywhere. And I guess Algonac kind of similarly is in the same boat because you'll have an extra week, but they basically hit the reset button. Oh yeah, no, and and so you know the one thing that we got going from Algonac is we did get to at least see their JV play last right. year, right? And uh, you know, so hopefully that gives us some indication. Right, and then we will have at least a full two game films on them, you know, which will, which will help as well. All right, uh, getting again prepared for all of this, Brady. You saw this the seven on seven. How much does this stuff really help you? Because we talk about it, and we go, well, it's this, but it's also not this. So I know you like to get out there. I know you like to get the action, but how much does it really help prepare you? So um, offensively, I think it helps tremendously, um, mainly because it really allows our timing to sync up, mm-hmm. right, for kids to um, explore the route space, right, is something that we kind of talk about a lot because, you know, for instance, there's there's some programs where, okay, well, your slant happens at four yards and it better be at this right. at this angle right here, 
right? And then I've seen, you know, like for me, I'm more of a step guy, right? right? Like, okay, well, your slant's at three steps. You know what I mean? So it, that might be three and a half yards. It might be four and a quarter yard. Like, I don't know, right? You know what I mean? But I don't like, you know, breaking kids down based on yardages, right? Like right. flow into it, be a smooth runner, you know, so to speak. But the bigger thing is, is, you know, when there's less clutter from the line, everyone's able to see a more realistic expectation of where people are going to be, right? Obviously, there's some situations that, you know, make things harder. For instance, you know, you can't do any of your play-action packages. And right. You can't do some of your fun pop-pass type stuff. Well, Marysville and, was doing their play-action. Right. <laughs> I'm going, well, that just gave the linebacker four seconds to drop back. Right. It, it doesn't really work in 7-on-7. Seven yeah. seven. You know, and then, then obviously, like, you can't, like, tunnel screens or bubble screens right. and all that stuff. Like, none of those things are practical in that setting. But, uh, you know, allowing your quarterback to go through read progression with a smooth setting is nice. You know, obviously, again, it can hurt you when, you know, like – for instance, um, for all I know, Croswell or one of these teams has another bad mamma jamma D end that, right. that's going to you know give us fits. Like I don't know that part just yet, right? But um, for right now, like we want to make sure our timing's down, we want to make sure our spacing's good, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, that's another story, right? Right. That I, especially you know in the conference that we're in, I. I'm not sure how helpful it is, right? Like maybe the the zone drops and all that stuff are helpful for, you know, our game against St. Clair or maybe right. against uh, Croswell, maybe against Yale, right? But all those things don't matter at all, right, against, you right. know, our made a North Branch. Like uh, maybe the man-to-man just to get those one-on-one right. reps in. But right. Yeah, like you, know, like you talked about earlier with the linebacker. Oh, I know I'm dropping. I don't have to worry about run fitting. So you look pretty good in pass coverage when that's all you have to worry about. Right, because, you know, in my, you know, short tenure here uh, at Richmond, it's it's been can you find three dudes that are willing to go downhill right. and make plays for the full 48 minutes? Right. Right, That's and that's a tall order because, it, like you mentioned earlier, the, the physical nature of those uh, of those opponents makes it tough. Well, I just uh, I'm amazed at teams that are good defensively in week one. I really am because it just feels like everything that you go through is against defense getting good. Because even in a scrimmage, sometimes you, you you get you know you're only using half the field. Teams are starting at the fifty. It just seems like everything's stacked against you, D, and, and it's hard to get prepared. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Because to be fair, right, you go into that week one game. I mean. There's not many coaches that I know that are going to show their cards at a scrimmage. Right. Right? Like You are running the same plays. Like, again, I'll use Marysville as an example. You can watch a scrimmage from 2023 or 1963, and it's going to be the same 10 plays. Right, right. You know, so, you know, like, like you know, going into St. Clair, we're just as likely to get value out of last year's film right. as we are, you know, their scrimmage tape. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is out the gate, like, I think you're correct. I think that the cards are stacked against defenses early, um, which is why I think, you know, in a lot of the early games, you see a lot more pressure. You see a lot more mm. uh, fast-paced, you know, guys, like, defenses are just flying, right? And they're hoping good things happen, right? Like, I, I saw more man last mm. year than I could have possibly believe was possible, <laughs> right? right? Like, I just, like – but if it, if you go man all the time and you and it, and it pays off, good for you, right? And if, if a team that can't capitalize against it, well, that's on them. All right, year three for Sean Misko at Richmond. This is usually when you start to really see 
what you're, you want your identity to be. You've had the kids for a few years now. You're juniors and seniors, were freshmen and sophomores when you first got there. What is the identity of Richmond football going to be? What is a Sean Misko-led football program going to look like? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, offensively, uh, you're going to be looking at some downhill running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously the playbooks evolved a little bit each year based on, you know, personnel and everything that we've had. Um, you know, I know one of the big things that, you know, we're really, really excited about this year is, uh, you know, we've got a senior tackle in Matt Mish that, mm-hmm. you know, is really, really eager to make a name for himself. Um, you know, he's got, uh, you know, several schools, you know, kind of chasing him right now. And, uh, you know, he's he's really, really kind of a focal point for us in, in being able to move D Lyman out of the way. And, uh, you know, if we can get him and his friends to, you know, buy, like go hard and really, right. really create those big holes, you know, in a perfect world, and I, and I know Anthony would hate me for saying this, but I, I wouldn't throw the ball at all, right? Right. But, uh, you know, it's uh, in a, in a, it, if we're firing on all cylinders, you know, you're going to see a good downhill run game, and you're going to see some fantastic, uh, you know, play action and some RPO stuff and, and all that. Uh, defensively, we just want to play fast, right? We want to mm-hmm. play fast, and we want to make sure that we're unafraid, right? So, you know, in years past, you know, there's been – moments where you know we've had 130 or 140 pound linebacker right you know out there because that's what we had and he's getting hit by you know Elmont's 250 pound tackle <laughs> and you know like self-preservation kicks in at some point like physics kicks in <laughs> yeah and uh you know so the biggest thing for us is finding those 11 dudes that you know are going to come downhill and make plays because you know from my perspective you know, I don't mind giving up a big giant over the top play. Right. Right. What I really, really despise is getting chewed up, you know, over and over and over again for fives and sixes. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're going to see Richmond early in the season. We got you each of the first two weeks. Oh, man. So excited uh, for that. I don't know how we'll, we'll split that up, but we'll hopefully we'll out. both get to see it once. But we'll have that Richmond St. Clair game, and we'll have your trip up to uh, Croslex as, as well. Um, and hopefully. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about some really good Richmond football. That's that's the goal. <laughs> we'll know very quickly what Richmond football is going to be. There's no easing into this year for for you guys. Nope, nope. We, uh, you know, we've put in a lot of time, and uh, the coaches have worked hard, and the kids have worked hard, and you know, I'm excited to see that that first game. I'm as eager as anyone to get there. Always good to see you, Coach. Uh, you're one of the fun guys to talk to. All right. Appreciate you guys having me on. And anything else you want to add? Anyone else that you want to shout out? I know everyone always leaves people off because they can't think of everyone, but just anything else you want to add that maybe we didn't bring up or you couldn't fit in? Um, no. Uh, you know, we've got uh, – it's hard because we have so many guys that have really just – they've pushed themselves a lot, right? Um, you know, two guys that jump out right right now, like thinking about it, uh, you know, we've got a junior tight end, uh, D lineman, Brett Matty Yunus, mm. who, you know, is kind of our winter warrior. You know, he's, he's the one that kind of made the biggest, biggest growth. Um, you know, so, so I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Um, we had, uh, another guy, Bryce Yake, you know, he's, uh, you know, 165 pounds and he benched 225 for 12. You know what That's I mean? Pretty good. Like it's just, he's, he's another kid that just absolutely works to the, to the bone, you know, and, uh. You know, so seeing those guys and what they want to be able to produce this year, that that's going to be exciting. All right, good stuff. There's Coach Sean Misko back with more next week.
From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.